Hello, it's Rafaela here from ThreadUp. I continue to support the creative community through this crisis with all sessions now on video and phone calls. For details, please check threadup.co.uk. You can also find details of free check-ins I offer on my Twitter at threadup underscore and on Instagram and Facebook at threadup. Please share this. Somebody out there might need it. Stay safe and let's get through it together. Psychomedy Daily Dose, the spin-off series of short episodes of Psychomedy during this time of near total shutdown of the live comedy circuit due to coronavirus. I'm Nathan Cassidy, stand-up comedian and Bachelor of Science in Psychology, and every day now I'm going to be talking with a different comedian about the current situation, along with passing on some hopefully really helpful and positive strategies, coping mechanisms from the counselling professionals we partner with at threadup.co.uk. I'm hoping that by sharing experiences and some positivity with comedians, we can all get through this together in the best possible way. Joining me today on Psychomedy Daily Dose, it's Ewan McIntosh. Ewan, hello. Hello, how's it going? All right, how are you, man? How are you doing in lockdown? What's your, what's your situation? I'm up in the northeast uh, in Darlington. Oh, okay. So I'm locked, I'm locked down with my folks. All right. So that's interesting. Yeah, nice. Getting on nicely. It, considering, yeah, not too badly actually. I mean, I think we're all we're kind of uh, being. We knew it was going to be for the long haul, so we kind of I think had the right mindset at the beginning, and we're just kind of getting on with it. Yeah. How are you? How are you filling the days? Uh, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of reading and a lot of watching uh, things on Netflix, Amazon, and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, things move on so quickly, don't they? they? A couple of weeks ago, we were all watching Tiger King, and I think now even the mention of Tiger King seems old hat, even though it was only, only two weeks ago. But yeah, a couple of weeks ago, that was uh, on everyone's yeah, list. Yeah, bizarre, isn't it? It's just, things just move so quickly in the old uh, Netflix arena at the moment. Yeah. Wasn't there supposed to be a bonus episode of Tiger King? I was, I was itching for it two weeks ago, and now I just haven't thought about it for two weeks. Oh, yeah, there was one. It was a bit of a damp squib. Yeah, coupled together to make, make cash, I guess. It was just basically a guy, Joel McHale, um, who used to do a thing called The Soup, and he was in Parks and Recs. It was just him at home. Mm. It was all, you know, lockdown style. So he was interviewing a few of the protagonists, obviously not Joe, because he's yeah. in prison. Yeah. And not Carol, because she fell out with the whole process, obviously. But a few <laughs> yeah. of the others interviewed in their own homes. It wasn't particularly exciting. Yeah. I wonder, has she done any interviews, I wonder? Just saying, guys, I, I didn't murder my husband. Or Yeah, I think she's come out, but not, she's obviously dissociated herself from the documentary, but I think she has come out and like, given a few interviews about, uh, you know, her side, as it were. Yeah, yeah. As, uh, as no one's talking about it anymore, let's be the only two people that are talking about it. What do you think? What, are we allowed to say this sort of thing on record? I don't know. I mean, uh, I don't I'll know. be honest, I, when I've... I kind of enjoyed it as I was as I was watching it, and then I, after giving it some thought, I did kind of think it was a little bit. Considering the sort of guy Joe was, mm. it was a, the, the whole thing was a little bit one-sided. It was, yeah. It ended up being about yeah Carol and not about about how awful the rest of the people were. I guess. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, 
considering that she seemed to be the one who was trying to put a stop to the sort of the illegal side, she mm. seemed to get a bit of a bad rap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's no worse rap than in every episode going, you basically killed your husband, yeah. 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 Even, we, even though with no evidence, really. No yeah, no proof, no evidence, but everyone just seems to assume it now. So, yeah, I, I, if I was her, I'd probably be, have a similar feeling towards the makers. <laughs> yes. Well, it's good to be the only two people keeping that dream alive. I, yeah. Uh, that's, why I'm not, that's why I'm not writing any stand-up, really, at the moment, because I just think anything that you mention now, a week later, it's just like that is, it's, things become old hats so quickly. Yeah, it's going to be tough. I mean, even sort of writing any sort of thriller, yeah, whether at a press conference with bad news, it's like now the news is going to have to be really bad <laughs> to make any kind of impact. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about with stand-up as well. It's like, this is annoying. No, it's not. Nothing's annoying anymore. As long as we can get out and enjoy the fresh air, nothing is annoying anymore, you know? I mean, I feel I've started to get sort of Stockholm syndrome where I'm kind of panicking when it's all going to be over. It's <laughs> yeah. like I'm so used to now just not doing anything. It's going to be weird having to interact. I haven't been in a, I haven't been in a shop or a restaurant for four weeks. You know, it's bizarre. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A few a few people have said that that they're that they're enjoying it to a certain extent. Um, I mean, I guess it's been sunny and been nice, but people are also getting annoyed. With the lockdown now, I mean, in my area, Hackney, I think people are getting out more. I don't know whether you've noticed that. And kind of the parks are getting busier and the kind yeah. of per- perceived incompetence of the, the government and the, and the daily briefings. Yeah, I think also it's kind of, this is just, it's a natural state, isn't it, for people to get restless? Yeah. Which is almost why the, the almost proving the government right to kind of leave the lockdown as late as possible. Because if they started three weeks earlier, you know, everyone yeah. would just have been, you know, running around, trying, going mad, you know, three weeks ago from now when it was really kind of peaking. So you kind of wonder if maybe it was right to hang off a bit because people just, people are just going to stir crazy. Yeah, I think there is a time limit. I think it was, I think it was a couple of days ago. I heard a few people just saying, and they've been saying, like all of us, let's, let's obey the rules. And then they suddenly were just saying, let's fuck it. <laughs> fuck it. Let's have a cuddle or whatever, you know? Yes, it, it, you know, you can't, you can't stop it forever, can you? Yeah, and I think the more time that goes on, the more kind of anecdotal evidence builds up against the accepted picture, I guess, and then people are more likely to believe that evidence against the picture. I mean, even we had uh, Callie Beaton on this uh, a couple of days ago, and she's had COVID for 30 days, and she shares a house with her boyfriend and her son, and they didn't catch it. So that yeah. made that made me feel slightly less in, inclined to keep two meters away from someone when I'm passing them in the street. When I just think, you know, it's, uh, you listen to the accepted news so much, you know. Yeah, I think a lot of people now are thinking, what well, you know, if it comes down to a choice between COVID and staying in forever, I'll take <laughs> yeah. my chances with the virus. Yeah. And uh, at some point, people just going to want to go back to normality. I mean, it's. Uh, yeah. It's crazy that it's, it's so global as well. I mean, I think that's the one thing that's probably stopping people. The fact that everyone is in the same boat, apart from, you know, Sweden and Belarus. <laughs> yeah. uh, everyone else seems to be pretty much in the, in the same position. So at least, at least no one's like looking at our, you know, our foreign cousins and thinking, well, why do they get to wander around? You know, we're all in it. Yeah, I can't wait for that holiday to Belarus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And how about uh, how about stand up, man? How, how much were you how much were you doing before before the lockdown? I was doing. I do a lot of. Uh, I host a lot of quizzes and things like that. Yeah. 
so that's all kind of come to an end i know people are doing online stuff but i just for me it's not quite the same mm. it's kind of a, a, a quit the, the whole fun of a quiz is in a pub and people are kind of interacting yeah i think it can be a little bit too sanitized i mean i know people are doing them and enjoying them but um i haven't dipped my uh cyber toe into that water yet <laughs> things but um I never got, I never really, I did stand up kind of when I was a student and uh, and so not really since then. I did a lot of um, improv and a lot of sketch comedy. Yeah. So I was in a sketch group for years. And so we did like the Edinburgh Festival and all that sort of stuff. And so yeah. uh, I have done live, a lot of live comedy, but not the whole stand up thing kind of uh, just... I tried it and I, I I kept going back to it for when I was uh, you know about this was been about you know twenty five years ago now mm. and um, when it was all really starting I was in Edinburgh when it all when the stand opened all right and uh, when all it was all sort of kicking off and so I was around those guys while they were doing it uh, I'm kind of part of that earlier scene but um, never I just couldn't uh, yeah I just couldn't get fall in love with it yeah. Okay. How about acting? Virtually everyone will know you. Uh, you as Keith uh, in the office. Yeah. Did you ever think about going back into stand up after that, or kind of did did that give you an issue doing stuff, you know, as different characters as yourself? Because obviously that was just so successful. In a sense, in a sense, I mean, at the point at that time, I was doing a lot of um, of writing and performing as well. Anyway, so I was involved in doing uh, some stuff up with the sketch, the guys I was with, we, we were doing stuff for BBC Online and yeah. a couple of bits for Channel 4. And uh, so I was sort of in already doing bits in the industry anyway. So yeah. it, it was it was, it was was always a help, Keith. It was always kind of a... I've always found a help rather than a hindrance in terms of getting a foot in and a uh, conversation starter and... Yeah, getting bits of work. So I've always been pretty good to me, I think, over the years. Yeah, nice. As you as you said on your Twitter, I think the BBC should just show it uh, on a loop, shouldn't they? They should show the office again and again. Well, I only put that because if it's on terrestrial, we get uh, nice royalties. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that was purely financial uh, reasoning. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else, believe me. Yeah, the show was shit, obviously. But uh... but I mean, you can watch it on Netflix. You can watch it anywhere. Oh it's yeah. Just, if, unless it's on, unless it's on BBC Terrestrial, we don't get any money, you know. So. Oh right. Okay. Um, that that was my reason for wanting it to be on uh, BBC Two, rather than Gold UK Gold, where we get about one <laughs> p every time it's shown. Oh right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I guess most people have seen it. Uh, seen the episodes twenty times each already. I guess. Yeah. Exactly, but then again, they did. They did kind of. They showed a couple of episodes of extras the other week on BBC Two. So I thought yeah, they were just doing that just to just to taunt me. I think. <laughs> I think they saw my tweet and they decided to put something on that I wasn't <laughs> quite close to it. Yeah, I was forgetting that. Yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, the money goes up exponentially, doesn't it? Well, yeah, the, we were in that deal. I mean, nowadays with acting and, com- and doing stuff, it's all like buyouts and buyouts. But we were kind of back then. I don't know what the BBC's policy is now, because that shows how long it's been since I worked there. But when you got royalties back then, um, if it was shown on terrestrial TV, you'd never get lower than something like seventy-five percent of your original fee 
So even when it, even if it's been shown, you know, this is why these guys who were in the Last of the Summer Wine and all those shows, mm. you know, and Only Fools and Horses were just raking it in when they was, didn't have to work. You know, they were, the royalty checks just came in for years and years. <laughs> yeah. It's like the golden age. Yeah. Where's Where's Last of the Summer Wine? They should. They need to bring that back, don't they? <laughs> well, I'm sure. I'm sure we'll get a reboot. Everything else is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not that I've ever, I don't think, watched a single episode of Last of the Summer Wine, but I always remember it being on. You're lucky. You're lucky. We used to have to watch it on Sundays, I did. And it was like, it was, we scored that. We scored TV on Sundays, the stench of death. Because you'd get, you'd be going back to school on Monday, and all you could watch was Last of the Summer Wine and Songs of Praise. Yeah. And uh, it was just like, it was like the, the pure sign that the weekend was over. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That and maybe Heartbeat or something, wasn't it? I think it was always well, on, but I used to, yeah, I used to stare through it because I think it was on in the, in the room, but I was, yeah, I can't remember it. I just remember people rolling down a hill in a bath. That was, that was the main joke, wasn't it? Was it? I think pretty much that's all that, that, it was that on the loop, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For 20 so, years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you say you're, you know, you're having an okay time and not missing things too much, but are you missing, I, I saw you say, I saw you said um, somewhere that the, you know, the office was an incredibly supportive set. Are you enjoying the, are you missing the acting world, particularly the one or two supportive sets that you do get? I tell you the only, I'm literally the only thing I'm missing is live sports. And that's it. <laughs> right. Okay. And I'm really missing it. Like badly. You're a Liverpool fan, aren't you? Like me? Yeah. Yeah. yeah of course. Yeah. Well, we're missing it. But I'm, miss, I'm missing, missing the football. It. I'm missing the cricket, you know. Yeah. Uh, I'd even, I'd even watch. I think I'd even watch a bit of a live golf or tennis if it was on. That desperate, <laughs> but I wouldn't watch horse racing. But anything else, you know, <laughs> I'd be all over it. Wasn't Jamie Murray talking about something with tennis that he was going to get the the top eight British people, and uh, you know, even the most hard nosed kind of sports fans were going, oh. Ah, anything but that, Jamie. Just something, something slightly better than the top eight British players at the moment, not including Andy Murray, of course. Well, the worst thing was I watched, I can't believe I watched it. It was absolutely awful. Was they had a, a darts match between Phil Taylor and Raymond Van Barnabout <laughs> using electronic darts boards with plastic darts in their own houses, <laughs> and it was the worst thing I've ever watched in my entire. It was awful. I, I only lasted about ten minutes. <laughs> what was what channel was that on? Uh, I think it was on. I can't remember. It was on one of those. It was on something like ITV Four or something like that, uh, <laughs> or Sky Four. But it was, um, yeah. The, I think they're going to actually do a tournament with it as well because it's an electronic system, right. so you can do it in your own room. And the, and, it, and as soon as the dart goes in, it like registers on a supercomputer somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And so it takes the scores. So they're talking of doing tournaments with it. But it's just. Um, <laughs> you realise that dance is just all dance is about is just the atmosphere and people screaming and wearing stupid costumes <laughs> yeah. and the actual dance bit of it is pretty boring yeah my mate lives up by um, Alexander Palace and yeah and he's all, always talking about the people going in he's just worth watching dressed as pot noodles and whatever yeah amazing yeah I was, I was thinking of writing a like a darts sitcom one time about yeah the kind of lower leagues of darts and yeah the, just the way people dress is just uh yeah it's brilliant feels like it yeah that's one of those ones it feels like it's been done but it probably hasn't yeah yeah it's probably because i talked about it 10 years ago and uh <laughs> never did it never yeah. did it 
Um, yeah, but yeah, God, I'm missing sport. And they have to fill the airways with these things. I mean, I feel for them. I mean, I feel for everyone, of course, but I feel for the sports commentators more than, more than a lot of people because they have to still have to fill the time talking about, I mentioned this the other day, on, I think on this, that uh, filling the time talking about sport when there is literally zero, at least with news, you've got something to talk about. But with sport, there is nothing apart from speculation, you know, and plastic darts. I can't believe they're doing that. That's great. Yeah, Talk Sport have done some some vaguely innovative things where they've had um, Rob Rouse doing live chicken racing from his garden. <laughs> uh, uh, they've had people come on and do like uh, and finish the EFL season with dice rolling. <laughs> so they get two people rolling at one dice each, the outcome of each game, which is quite good fun. Nice. <laughs> yes. Has anything else been particularly entertaining you? I noticed on your Twitter you shared a uh, Lawrence Fox video, which I watched. That was great. The uh, His trainer's song. That was great. Take them Lawrence, off. Yeah, he's Take a strange them. character, Take... isn't he? He's a strange <laughs> man. But that song is like, oh, the production. The production values versus the lyrics, I think, is something worth checking yeah. out. It's um, take them off and I don't care. I wear trainers. Because <laughs> he was slacking off Imagine or he was slacking off some other song. I think Imagine or something. Yeah, it was Imagine. Yeah, it was Imagine. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, Lawrence, you've really got to be careful when you're producing Tosh like this. <laughs> Not having a go at General John Lennon. You know, you're on really dodgy ground there. Yeah, I wonder why. Wonder why you wrote a song about trainers. I wonder what the metaphor was. Whether there was one, or whether he was just saying, "I like taking my trainers off at the end of the day." <laughs> I think it was something glaringly obvious, if I remember. Someone like it was literally comparing somebody to a, com- a relationship to a comfortable pair of trainers. <laughs> it was literally root one thirteen-year-old poetry type metaphor. I think that's great. That's great. <laughs> Beautiful. I think we'll all be doing this by the end of lockdown, just losing our losing our shit a little bit. Um, yeah, I hope but, not. But uh, I can see <laughs> I'd like to see a parody video from you about taking off your I don't know taking I off your trousers yeah, at the end of the day. <laughs> I think Lawrence Fox is one of those people. He's, he's, he's like Donald Trump. He's self parodying. <laughs> yeah. He's literally parodying himself while he's performing. You know, it's kind of he's doing it all for us. Yeah. Yes. So, um, have you, I mean, as a stand-up, I, I, I get worried, you know, in terms of career and when this is all going to come back and when I'm going to start earning money again. Have you ever done any, any alternative work? Have you had any thoughts about anything different you might do? That's the, that's the big fear, isn't it? I mean, that's the kind of, I don't really know. I, I mean, I've, I've kind of feel like I've gone past the age almost where I can start something new. Yeah, me too, me too. So it's kind of, uh, you know, we're in the same boat, aren't we? We're all hoping that, that uh, we'll come out of it. But um, yeah, I mean, if, it, if it, give it a couple more weeks and I'll, I'll have to start uh, thinking about uh, yeah. becoming a teacher or something horrible like that. <laughs> God, <that'd be> awful. <laughs> I also noticed on your Twitter, I think, um, I don't know whether you were joking, but you mentioned uh, like an agony aunt thing. And I think that's always, I think that's an easy job, like an agony aunt on a TV show. I always remember like Denise Roberts on This Morning. I always used to watch her and think, that looks simple, Denise, because it's not, it wasn't complex counselling. I mean, we partner with a counselling service. Counselling is very complex. You need to have trained. And I studied psychology myself. But I always thought with Denise, no offence to Denise, of course, but it was always kind of, it was always just being nice. It was always just a nice lady. I think I could do that. 
partly it was and partly it was because uh, in the office Keith obviously would would dispense really terrible advice <laughs> uh, to Tim and Dawn when he was in the in the break room, and I do, occasionally do I do these like uh, video messages that people can buy. Oh yeah, me giving that. a message. Yeah, yeah and, and nice, people nice. people like them because they like it when I give sort of do that Keith style bad advice. Yeah. So kind of tell people that they're, you know it's their birthday, so they're probably going to die soon, and, <laughs> and that they're getting married, and their wife, and their missus is probably going to leave them because they're not good enough, and <laughs> and just these sort of you know Keithisms that uh, people like. So I've been doing a few of those. So I thought I might. At one point, I thought I might do it, do some live versions, but then I just you know I just can't be bothered. And yeah, I mean, I'm, who knows? Who knows? It might it might come around. It might happen. We're all going to have to. We're all going to have to do these things, and um, yeah, yeah, yes. Well, let's hope it's going to get back to uh, some sense of normality soon, if only for Liverpool to to win the league. Well, for fortunately, I mean, I'm as I'm sure you are. I'm all for this whole do it behind closed doors, just get the season done. Yeah, totally. Yeah, just because uh, uh, God, I mean, after waiting so long and then to come so close, it's like some big. It's like a joke. It's almost like the whole thing is just a joke. But yes, I'm. Th- I'm thinking of Jurgen Klopp right now. He's he's uh, he's my favorite. He's my favorite person in the world. Jurgen Klopp. He's beautiful. Well, he's been the best. His his attitude's been. You know, he's com- immediately given up any talk of football, and he's much. You know, he's into all this helping out and being the bigger man and all this, you know, as you'd expect of the man. Yeah, he's uh, he's amazing. He's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um. So. Where can we hear from you on Twitter during this lockdown period? For me, uh, you can hear me occasionally tweeting my thoughts, tweeting my thoughts. And um, if you want, if you're missing somebody's birthday or stag do or wedding, and you want me to send a message uh, wishing them well or badly or slagging them off, then uh, the link to that is on my Twitter page. So you know, get a little video, and you'll be giving me a little bit of money, which might help me out in these times of zero work. So you know. Yeah, definitely. Help a, help a fellow. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'll share the. Um, I'll spread the word on that. Yeah, I saw a few of them. Yeah. They, they look fun, and the comments are always lovely. You're re- you're really brightening. It's amazing the feedback, and I've had people come up to me obviously before this. I was doing them. I've been doing them for a couple of years. Mm. People come up to me and go, "Oh, I was at a wedding, and uh, your message came up on the big screen, and you know, it was the funniest thing of the wedding, and all this." So people seem to really like them, which is good. Yeah, nice. It's nice to see. Very kind of loving messages and really kind of heartfelt messages. And I think uh, something I've mentioned on this podcast before that I think people are just recognizing that when somebody does little, little things like, you know, you're doing little things for people. It's like, you know, saying the right thing is ever more important these days, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Right. Well, thank you, Ewan. It was great to, uh, great to, great to check in on you. Yeah, thank you. Well, that was beautiful. And I hope, uh, yes, you and the family don't get too comfortable living together. And yeah. uh, we'll be out of this. We've got plenty of space. No, no need to kind of uh, get under each other's feet all the time. Nice. We can get through it. A couple more weeks. Let's get through it. Beautiful. You should be giving the government, uh, I'd like to see a daily update from you rather than yeah, Boris, I'll sort Johnson, that out. Boris Johnson and uh, Pretty Patel. You might be better with the numbers. I'll sort it out, don't worry. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Stay well. Lots of love. Thanks. The wonderful Ewan McIntosh there. Yeah, do check out those voice messages at celebvm.com. 
they're brilliant. Bung him a few quid on those. And uh, yeah, while you're at it, if you want to support this podcast, it's patreon.com slash Nathan Cassidy comedy. We're in need of a bit of extra cash at this time if you're enjoying our work and uh, can afford it. So thanks so much. That was our show for today. Join us again tomorrow for more Psych Comedy Daily Dose. Please listen back on all the daily shows, all the main shows, and please give us a five-star review. Psych Comedy is produced by Mike Hansen at Pop People Productions. Check out psychcomedy.co.uk. There's mental health tips there from our counselling partners at Thread Up. They've just announced two new check-ins, free check-ins for this week. Please take them up on that if you're in need of some counselling and can't afford it at this time. So that's Wednesday and Friday if you go to their Twitter at ThreadUp underscore. There's the details there. Thanks so much for listening in again. We hit 30,000 Facebook followers yesterday. Thank you so much. Thank you for the thousands of downloads. It means the world. I'm Nathan Castier. Lots of love to you all. Stay healthy, stay optimistic and tune back in for more Side Comedy Daily Dose tomorrow. Pod people.